welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushable. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for Sunday, January 27, 2019. The following announcement was posted by Kim Charlson, ACB President, on the leadership list and also appeared on other lists on January 21, and we hope you will help us spread the word. This is entitled HBO Access Inquiry. Please share. HBO Audio Description and Screen Reader Access. Disability Rights Advocates and the Disability Law Center are investigating complaints on behalf of the American Council of the Blind from individuals who report that the HBO Go and HBO Now websites and mobile applications are not accessible via screen readers and from blind individuals who want audio description tracks to be made available on HBO Go and HBO Now. We would greatly appreciate speaking with you if you are blind and you have chosen not to subscribe to HBO because you have heard about the lack of audio description available for HBO's programs or about web access barriers on HBO's websites and mobile applications. We are also interested in speaking with you if you have confronted access barriers yourself while using HBO Go or HBO Now. To share your experiences, please contact Carlson Turner by phone at 510-665-8644 or by email at cturner, T-U-R-N-E-R, at D-R-A-Legal, L-E-G-A-L, dot O-R-G. If you live in the Louisville area and you use TARC-3, or you know someone who does, plan to attend the quarterly meeting of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind on Friday, February 1. Our speaker will be Wanda Henderson, the relatively new director of the TARC-3 program. We think you will find her to be both personable and willing to listen to our issues. Registration and the bargain table will open at 4.30. The program will begin shortly after 5, and Ms. Henderson will speak at 5.15. Dinner is at 6, followed by the business meeting. Activities will conclude by 8.45. Cost is $6 per person. Make reservations by calling 502-895-4598. The Kentucky Talking Book Library first opened its doors to provide Braille and talking books to Kentuckians who are blind and visually impaired on April 1, 1969. Plans are underway now to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Kentucky Talking Book Library on Monday, April 1 at the library in Frankfort. We encourage you to make plans now to be with us on that day to tour the library, find out how this valuable service has evolved over the years, and learn more about the future of the program. We'll bring you more details as they become available on future sound prints. There are some recent articles from ACB email lists on page 2. Find out what a court says about accessibility of the Domino's Pizza website, questions to ask your doctor after any diagnosis, and news about a new limited-time 30-minute free offer from IRA. Bookshare.org is a fantastic resource for all kinds of books, 
It has everything from children's books to textbooks to mysteries and romance and science fiction to poetry and all points in between. Over half a million titles are just waiting for you to come along and download them for reading in Braille or audio formats. Elementary, high school, and college students receive free subscriptions, and adults who are enrolled in part-time courses do too. For the rest of us, subscriptions are $50 a year, but that allows us to download up to 100 books every month at no additional charge. A fantastic bargain. I love to use Bookshare to find the latest cookbooks, but I also like to find nonfiction books filled with household tips, interesting details about Louisville and Kentucky history, and much more. I recently came across the author Joey Green on Kindle, and rather than buying one of his books to read on my Kindle app, I downloaded it from Bookshare for free and read it on my Braille Note Apex. On page 3, I share with you how to search for books by author on Bookshare, how to check out the synopsis to see if the book sounds interesting, and how I found more fun-filled and useful books by Joey Green. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince Calendar. Page 2. The following articles are posted on leadership and other lists. The first article is entitled, Court Says Domino's Pizza Website Must Be Accessible to the Blind. This was posted by Kelly Gask on Leadership on January 18. This article originally is from courthousenews.com. Domino's Pizza must make its website and mobile app accessible to blind people using screen reading software. The Ninth Court ruled Tuesday. Guillermo Robles, a blind man, filed a federal lawsuit against Domino's in September 2016, claiming the company thwarted him twice when he attempted to order a customized pizza. Its website and mobile app didn't work with screen reading software, which vocalizes visual information on websites. The company also offered online-only discounts, which Robles says were effectively off-limits for him. Robles claimed Domino's violated the Americans with Disabilities Act and should make its online presence compatible with web content accessibility guidelines, private industry standards that have been widely adopted by federal agencies. Robles' attorney, Joe Manning Jr., said in an interview that cases like his will become even more relevant as technology progresses, offering new ways to access services and products. He pointed to mobile products that help shoppers navigate the aisles of grocery stores and let Starbucks customers order ahead and skip the line to pick up their coffee as well as stores that offer to run a pre-planned order out to a waiting car. Quote, All of that new technology, whether it's mobile websites or special kiosks, blind and visually impaired people want to use that, Manning said. S. James Otero, presiding judge of the federal court in Pasadena dismissed Robles' claims in March of 2017. He found that while the Americans with Disabilities Act does apply to Domino's website and mobile app, applying it in the lawsuit 
would violate the company's due process rights because the Department of Justice had not handed down standards for online accessibility or offered technical assistance to enact such standards. But that finding didn't hold water for the Ninth Circuit's three-judge panel, which consisted of U.S. Circuit Judges John B. Owens and Paul J. Watford and U.S. District Judge Jennifer G. Zips, sitting by designation from the District of Arizona. The company's website and mobile app are critical avenues for the public to order online and find a nearby Domino's restaurant, the panel ruled Tuesday. Quote, The alleged inaccessibility of Domino's website and app impedes access to the goods and services of its physical pizza franchises, which are places of public accommodation, Judge Owens wrote for the panel. Imposing liability on Domino's does not violate the company's due process rights, the panel found, because the company has known since the Americans with Disabilities Act became law in 1990 that it must provide full and equal access to people with disabilities. And regulations from the Department of Justice have been clear since 1996 that such protection extends to website, according to the panel. The panel added that a lack of precise rules governing how companies must make their websites accessible doesn't get Domino's off the hook. Quote, While we understand why Domino's wants DOJ to issue specific guidelines for website and app accessibility, the Constitution only requires that Domino receive fair notice of its legal duties, not a blueprint for compliance with its statutory obligations. Owens wrote in the 25-page opinion. The panel sent the case back to the district court for a ruling on whether the Domino's website and app comply with the ADA mandate to provide the blind with effective communication and full and equal enjoyment of its products and services. Attorneys for Domino's didn't respond to requests for comment, but Manning said the answer to the question laid out before the district court shouldn't be difficult to determine. Quote, We're very happy with this opinion because we think it will eliminate many of the common objections to accessibility and encourage companies to just start the process of making sites accessible instead of quibbling over the precise standard, Manning said. In the case of Domino's, you can't order a pizza. Isn't that the test? We aren't arguing over a comma here. A similar case is pending in the 11th Circuit. There, a blind man claimed screen reading software couldn't access the website for the Winn-Dixie supermarket chain. A federal court in Miami found in favor of the blind man. Winn-Dixie appealed though its parent company, Southeastern Grocers, filed for bankruptcy in March. The 11th Circuit Circuit heard oral arguments in October, but it has not yet issued a ruling. The next article was posted by Kenneth Simeon of Beaumont, Texas, 
on ACBL on January 16, 2019. This article doesn't deal with specific blindness issues, but concerns medical questions that everyone should ask, and therefore touches everyone's lives. The article is entitled, Five Basic Questions to Ask After Any Diagnosis. Receiving a medical diagnosis can be confusing and scary. As a result, patients become overwhelmed and forget to ask important questions about the diagnosis itself. Further, they fail to ask what to do next. The problem with this common oversight is that physicians can be hard to get hold of, whether it's at the office or after hours. It's the day and age of mass medical care, and home visits are rare. As a result, patients can go days without receiving answers to common questions. Unfortunately, in this process, basic follow-up care can be missed, and illnesses can get worse. No matter the diagnosis, there are five basic questions to ask a health care provider after receiving it. Consider these questions the fabulous five. Write them down and keep them in a safe place. This will give you the best possible chance of dealing with any diagnosis in an aggressive manner. Number one, what does this diagnosis mean? You know those people who are so smart that they have no idea that you don't understand half of what they're saying? It's no secret that doctors can give off this persona. They can be intimidating, and they can be rushed. This makes you a number on a chart. Consequently, patients can leave a physician's office with complete confusion about their diagnosis. This means you need to plan to ask this question ahead of time. After all, you're in charge of your own health. It's your responsibility to clarify what your diagnosis is and what it means. To do this, you've got to be assertive. If you don't understand what your doctor is trying to say, ask questions. And if he or she hits you with medical jargon that means nothing to the average person, be clear that you do not understand the definition behind those terms. At the end of the day, it's your health at stake. As crass as it sounds, your doctor works for you. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. You deserve to understand just what you're dealing with. Question number two. Do I need follow-up care? Often, patients are so overwhelmed by diagnosis that they forget to ask if they need follow-up care. The instructions to obtain follow-up care can go right over a patient's head because his or her mind is circling with confusion. Do not leave your doctor's office without asking what to do regarding follow-up care. And if your medical care requires a visit to another doctor, ask for a referral. Most physicians' offices will even make this appointment for you. Don't be bashful in asking your doctor's office to meet your expectations. Question number three, how do I manage my symptoms? While many patients receive a diagnosis out of the clear blue, this is often not the case. Chances are you went to see a doctor because you were having symptoms associated with something you didn't understand. That said, there are many things that you can do to manage symptoms. Sometimes you just have to ask. In other words, the ball may be in your court. 
If you have a cough and your doctor has not prescribed an adequate cough suppressant, ask for something else to manage symptoms. And if your physician feels that medication is not appropriate, don't be afraid to ask why. Ask your doctor who you should call if your symptoms worsen after hours. Would he or she prefer that you visit a local emergency room for late-night care? If so, which one? Or does the practice that your doctor is associated with have an on-call doctor who takes after-hours calls? These are all questions for which you need answers. And if your symptoms do not go away, just don't brush this off. Make an appointment to go back. And if they're booked, ask for an appointment with a different doctor who can get you in more quickly. It's your health, and you deserve the best possible medical care. Question 4. What now? Lots of patients leave medical practice with no clue as to what to do next. Sometimes this is a result of swamped practices that rotate quickly between patients. This leaves patients with little time to ask questions, but often this is a result of a patient being overwhelmed and tuning out a doctor's order as to how to proceed once a diagnosis is made. To avoid the frustration of trying to get a hold of your doctor once you leave, there are several things that you can do to learn what to do next. The first is to make a list of questions before your appointment. Sit down and write down all of the questions that you have for your doc. If you need to, research questions on the internet. And if you have no clue what your diagnosis may turn out to be, Write down all of the symptoms that you experience so that you won't forget them once the time for your appointment comes. Next, make it a point to develop a relationship with your nurse the moment you visit your doctor's practice. Nurses are trained listeners, so if you do have questions after the doctor has left, he or she can help to address those concerns. Finally, be clear with your doctor in terms of what to do next. Ask questions like, How long can I expect this illness to last? How long will I experience symptoms? Is this dangerous? And can I give this to my family members? Question number five, am I infectious? Though this question may sound silly, it's important. Obviously, you won't ask this question in the case of a diagnosis like cancer or diabetes. However, there are many illnesses that can be transmitted when you least expect it. Take, for example, the story of Angela Milton. Angela was diagnosed with shingles. Luckily, her doctor told her to isolate herself from her then young daughter to avoid giving her chickenpox. That's because, though someone with shingles has had chicken pox, they can pass the chicken pox virus on to others who have not had it. This means a patient with this condition needs to be isolated. So be clear in asking this question, even if you just have a common cold. And if you are infectious, find out what precautions need to be taken to avoid passing your illness on to others your loved ones, fellow students, 
and co-workers will thank you for being so considerate. The source for this article was thinkhealthier.com. This article was posted by Kelly Gask on ACB Leadership on January 22. It's entitled, Get 30 Free Minutes with Ira's New Promo. Today, in another step toward providing access to visual information to more people for less cost, Ira released its free 7-day trial. This offer means that anyone with a free account can try anytime access to Ira's professional agent whenever it suits them, just like a paying subscriber. The 7-day trial provides 30 minutes to try Ira's service over a period of 7 days. Some of that time will be used for setting up account preferences and asking questions about the service, but the majority of that time is free to use for any task. It's a great opportunity for people new to IRA to experience why so many use it as a must-have tool for enhancing everyday life. Got some mail that needs to be read? Need to fill in an inaccessible form online? Or just want to research nearby restaurants or stores? Well, now you can, as a free user and from the comfort of your home. How do you get involved, you ask? Well, it's pretty straightforward. If you haven't already created a free account, download the IRA app on your smartphone by searching for IRA, A-I-R-A, in the Apple app or Google Play Store, or by visiting AIRA.io slash APP. Open the app, choose Tap to use IRA as a guest for free, and register with an email and phone number. You'll then get a text message confirming your phone number. Follow the directions in that text, and you're good to go. If you already have a free account, Start using the 7-day trial by tapping the button on the IRA app's home screen that says Tap here to start your 7-day free trial. This offer is only available for a limited time. As the button says, the offer is only available for a limited time, so make sure you take advantage of it while you can. Quote, We have always pushed for more free access to IRA, and the seven-day trial is intended to give that access, said Suman Kanuganti, CEO at IRA. This gives people the chance to understand what IRA's service has to offer, no matter where they are. End of quote. Frequently Asked Questions Q. As a guest, how do I start my seven-day trial? A. You can... Start using the 7-day trial by choosing the button on the IRA app's home screen that says Tap here to start your 7-day free trial. Q. Does the 7-day trial promotion expire? Answer. Yes. The promotion is only available for a limited time. Question. What is a guest? Answer. You're a guest if you use IRA's free service offerings but are not a monthly subscriber. In other words, this is anyone who downloads the IRA app to use at free locations, free products enabled by IRA Access, and other free promotions. The IRA app is free to download 
on IRS and Android and ensures you're only one tap away from our network of certified agents. Question, how can I use this trial? Answer, the trial is there for you to see if IRA's service suits your lifestyle. Guests can experience IRA on their own time, their own way, throughout the course of seven days. We recommend knocking a few things off your to-do list, giving us a call for any inaccessible websites, documents, or electronics, navigating a new area, or simply as a chance to ask the agents what IRA is all about. It's free, it's 30 minutes, and it's all yours. Question. How will I know how many minutes I have left in my free trial? Answer. You can view how many minutes you have left in your trial in the IRA app. An agent will also let you know when you have five minutes left while on a call. Don't worry. Once your trial is done, you can continue exploring by subscribing to one of our plans, starting as low as $29 per month. Question. My seven-day trial isn't working. What do I do? Answer. If you're a paying subscriber, you're not eligible for the seven-day trial. Also, if you have already used the seven-day trial, you won't be able to access it again. However, if you had a good experience and want to explore more, it's easy to sign up for a plan. Visit AIRA.io slash P-R-I-C-I-N-G to learn more. Question. What benefits do I get for subscribing as an explorer? You can sign up for a plan to unlock exclusive in-app features and have access to IRA's network of professional agents anywhere and at any time. Visit ira.io slash pricing to learn more. Question. I'm a subscribing explorer and I never received a free trial. How do I get 30 minutes free? Answer. This trial is for free account holders only. Current explorers already have a subscription and are familiar with the service. Feel free to spread the word with friends, family, colleagues, and anyone who is curious about learning more about how IRA works. Also, as an explorer, you can always refer as many people as you want to IRA and receive credit when they sign up as an explorer. Anyone can add a referral to the More tab of the iOS IRA app or on the menu of the Android IRA app. APH offers a growing collection of accessible mobile apps, and some are free. These apps feature content such as mathematics practice, braille practice, enhanced navigation, and fun stickers for messages. Some apps are designed for iOS, while others are compatible with Android. Learn more about mobile apps from the American Printing House for the Blind at www.aph.org slash products slash mobile hyphen apps. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store.
page three of Bookshare as a great source for educational materials for their students. Others think of it as a great source for novels and poetry and all kinds of fiction and nonfiction. But people don't often think of it as a source for things like cookbooks or tips or books of just plain silly things. And while I was doing a search on Bookshare the other day, I found an author named Joey Green. Now, many of you may already know about Joey Green, but I hadn't read anything by Joey Green. And actually, I discovered him while reading some Kindle books. I found some of his works on Bookshare. Not all of them are there, but there are several. So, to give you an idea of what is there, I'm going to show you how I got to his materials, in case you're not familiar with Bookshare, and then we'll look at a few of his of his books. First, when you go to Bookshare, you can search in a number of ways. You can search for the title of the book, or you can also search by author, which gives you an opportunity to see all of the titles by a particular person rather than having to know that title. Other ways to search on Bookshare are by the ISBN number. Each book, ever all books published, have a specific ISBN number, but we're not likely to know those numbers. So that, to me, isn't a real good way to search unless you happen to be a teacher who's looking for a specific material for your classroom. Then you can also search by full text. And that means that you could enter a phrase, set the search for full text, and it would find books that had that phrase in the book. I searched for Joey Green, and the books that I found included the following. Philosophy on the Go, and I thought, I wonder what that is. So, right off the bat, that wasn't real clear what it would be. Since I wasn't familiar with Joey Green, I thought, well, let me check that out. So I opened up Philosophy on the Go. I just tapped on that choice because I happen to be doing this on my iPhone. Uh, if I were in a computer search, I would click on that, and I would find a screen that would include information such as title, author, synopsis, category, language, ISBN number, the publisher, the ad date, and the copyright date, and then the formats that the book is available in. So I want to know a little bit about philosophy on the go. So I'm going to look at the, at the synopsis. It says, we may be a society perpetually on the go, but we've still got a little downtime when we go. In just a few short sittings, the Bathroom Professor series helps make any reader a scintillating cocktail party guest, successful game show contestant, or basic well-rounded person. This debut title, Philosophy on the Go, introduces all the great philosophers throughout the ages, from Socrates to Sartre, wildly entertaining the fun and informative lessons delve into the philosophies of ancient and modern alike, and confirm once and for all that Kierkegaard is not a brand of deodorant. 
always wanted to brush up on your knowledge of life's biggest philosophical questions? You're just a few rest stops away from having all the answers. Well, that synopsis seems pretty interesting to me, so I can choose to download the book. Now, I'm doing this on my iPhone, so I'm going to automatically download the DAISY format. But you can also, on Bookshare, as many of you know, download Braille formats and many others. They, you can get books in a doc format, in TXT. So there's many different ways to read the Bookshare books. Other titles by Joy Green include Clean It, Fix It, Eat It. Let's see what that is. That could be fun. The synopsis says, Hundreds of hundreds, yet helpful tips for using brand name household products are presented by the author from his Wacky Uses database. He explains what chore or problem the product can be used for, such as using Alka-Seltzer to clean a toilet, or using Bounce to remove soap scum from shower doors. So that fits my household hints group of books, and I thought that was pretty good, so I downloaded that. Last Minute Travel Secrets, 121 Ingenious Tips to Endure Cramped Planes, Car Trouble, Awful Hotels, and Other Trips from Hell by Joey Green. Well, that book could be pretty self-explanatory, but let's try that out. It says... The golden days of complimentary in-flight champagne and cushy sleeping car coaches on the Orient Express are largely behind us. Say hello to $50 legroom upgrade fees and bedbug-infested hotels. What's a weary, frustrated traveler to do? Ask Joey Green for advice. That's what. A lifelong world explorer, Green has collected more than a hundred of his best travel hacks to rescue your hard-earned vacation using common, easily found products. Some of the tips may seem goofy at first, but work in a pinch. Another book on Bookshare is Joey Green's Amazing Pet Cures, 1,138 Simple Pet Remedies Using Everyday Brand Name Products. Let's see what that book is all about. From the man who knows how to fertilize house plants with jello and give someone a dry shampoo with Quaker oats comes the first book of pet care tips that tackles everyday pet illnesses, quirky behaviors, and animal smells and stains by tapping into the power of brand name products. The ever-inventive Joey Green presents fun and offbeat remedies for a wide range of pet troubles, from bad breath and skunks to hot spots and ticks. Who would have guessed that chapstick stops a nail bleed or that Listerine can quell itching? Why not forego expensive and toxic flea sprays and use Dawn dishwashing liquid or Johnson's baby powder as a treatment instead. Even though these tips sound quirky, use Smirnoff vodka to clean your pet's ears, they really do work because many brand name products contain soaps, degreasers, emollients, and moisturizers to soothe, clean, dissolve, and heal quickly and safely. Joey Green's Amazing Pet 
Cures makes a great gift for pet lovers and is a practical guide for anyone looking for simple and easy shortcuts to live the good life with a pet. And then there's Joey Green's Kitchen Magic, 1,882 quick cooking tips, cleaning hints, and kitchen remedies using your favorite brand name products. In that book, you'll find from the guru of brand new uses for brand name products comes ideas and tips for culinary fun, cleaning shortcuts, and kitchen cabinet remedies. Joey Green has fascinated readers for more than a decade with his quirky and innovative tips to make domestic engineering a lot more fun. Now fans will be completely intrigued and entertained by Joey's kitchen and pantry-focused ideas, like using Canada Dry Club Soda to buff stainless steel appliances and flexible fabric band-aids as labels for frozen foods. Filled with time and money-saving ideas, Joey Green's Kitchen Magic offers clever ways to make household items do double duty, like using real lemon for revitalizing wilted asparagus, legs pantyhose, clean of course, for removing corn silk, and Oral-B dental floss for slicing layer cake. He shares unusual ideas for kitchen troubles, like stirring in Jif peanut butter to save burnt gravy, or using Effordent to clean the coffee pot. Joey even tosses in home remedies from the kitchen, soothe a blister with carnation nonfat dry milk, and simple recipes, try slow cooker brisket with a Coca-Cola marinade. Whether it's a quick fix, Eggo waffles for hot dog buns, anyone, or an emergency substitution, bounty paper towel for a coffee filter, there are loads of uses and entertaining tips for making the most of brand name purchases. This book was copyrighted in 2012. Next are Contrary to Popular Belief, More Than 250 False Facts Revealed. This is a completely different area of interest for Joey Green, and I think you'll enjoy these. I've had a great time reading this. Isn't it time you knew the honest-to-goodness truth? We've all come to believe hundreds of false facts, myths that we've blindly accepted as truth, misconceptions that we've ignorantly retold to others. Contrary to popular belief, provides an instant remedy for your pounding head full of misinformation, giving you quick relief with enlightening and entertaining facts. Inside, you'll learn. George Washington was not the first president of the United States. Leap year does not occur every four years. The ostrich does not bury its head in the sand. Thomas Edison did not invent the light bulb. Ship captains cannot perform marriages at sea. Sound does not travel at a speed of sound. The needle on a compass does not point to the North Pole. Leonardo da Vinci did not paint the Mona Lisa, and more than 200 other bits of conventional wisdom that are completely bunk. The next book is The Road to Success with Failure, 
how hundreds of famous people triumphed over inauspicious beginnings. And this synopsis says, down on your luck? Don't despair. You might still be headed for a life of riches and renown. After all, consider the experiences of Marilyn Monroe, who in 1947, after one year under contract, was dropped by 20th Century Fox because Daryl Zanuck thought she was unattractive. John Grisham, whose first novel, A Time to Kill, was rejected by 16 agents and a dozen publishing houses. Walt Disney, whose first cartoon production company went bankrupt. Barbara Streisand, who made her stage debut at age 19 in a show that opened and closed in a single night. Edgar Allan Poe, who was expelled from West Point. Adlai Stevenson, who at age 12 accidentally killed a visitor to his parents' home on Christmas Day. This inspired compendium of pop culture and historical trivia will amuse and delight readers of all ages. It's a perfect gift for graduates, for moms and dads, and for anyone whose cheese has recently been moved. Another book is Last Minute Survival Secrets, 128 Ingenious Tips to Endure the Coming Apocalypse and Other Minor Inconveniences. This one says, Last Minute Survival Secrets contains more than a hundred ingenious survival tips that may sound quirky at first, but really do work. Readers will discover a wide range of handy and unusual secrets to outsmart the unexpected and escape perilous situations using common household products. Green shows how to start a campfire with potato chips, open a locked suitcase with a ballpoint pen, and prevent heat stroke with a disposable diaper. Readers will learn to build a solar cooker using cardboard and aluminum foil, a flood alarm with aspirin and a clothespin, and a Wi-Fi antenna with a coffee can. The book is even helpful for life's everyday disasters, such as when a thunderstorm knocks out the power, the dog is sprayed by a skunk, and your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. The book also includes interesting and goofy sidebars related to these survival tactics and fascinating trivia to keep you entertained until FEMA arrives. It's the perfect resource for armchair survivalists, budding MacGyvers, and adventurous on a budget. Our next book is Last Minute Kitchen Secrets, 128 Ingenious Tips to Survive Lumpy Gravy, Wilted Lettuce, Crumbling Cake, and Other Cooking Disasters. We'll skip that synopsis and go on to The Electric Pickle, 50 Experiments from the Periodic Table, from aluminum to zinc. This one could be fun. If you homeschool, this could be really cool as well. The synopsis is, why does a pickle light up when you plug it into a wall socket? Can iron burn? Are Cheerios magnetic? Explore these strange questions and more in the electric pickle, an indispensable collection of 50 madcap experiments based on the periodic table. Each project demonstrates an element's unique properties using easy-to-follow instructions. Experiments include hexed helium balloon, 
green tornado fire, totally tricky thermometer, ludicrous lead pencil light bulb. The electric pickle is also sprinkled with mind-bending scientific facts and entertaining sidebars about historic experiments and less common, often dangerous, elements. Next we have Dumb History, The Stupidest Mistakes Ever Made. This book is, in many cases, hilarious. A book that proves idiocy is as old as time. Think civilization has deteriorated and that people these days are dumber than ever? Dumb history proves that we didn't invent stupidity in the 21st century. You'll find facts from throughout the ages about everyone from Cleopatra and Napoleon to Elvis Presley and even NASA scientists. Consider this. In 820 CE, Emperor Sien Sung's herbalist presented him with an anti-aging elixir. It killed him. It was mercury. In 1849, Brooklyn inventor Walter Hunt invented and patented the safety pin and then sold all the rights to his invention for $400. By the time he died, penniless, the United States was producing an estimated 5 billion safety pins annually. In 1967, voters in the town of Picoasa, Ecuador, elected a brand of foot powder as their new mayor. It's a wonder we've survived as long as we have. And because Dumb History was one of the books that we shared at our page turners this past Friday at Roundabout, I'm going to read you a couple of other entries from Dumb History. I hope you find them as entertaining as I do. The first excerpt is Do Your Homework. In 1971, the Texas State Legislature unanimously passed a resolution commending Albert DeSalvo. State Representative Tom Moore, Jr. had introduced the resolution to demonstrate the carelessness with which his fellow legislators passed resolutions. He made his point. DeSalvo was the Boston Strangler. Down the Drain with the Man with the Star On November 20, 1980, Texaco began drilling for oil from a new rig in the middle of a lake in Louisiana. The water immediately drained from the 1,300-acre lake, sucking eight tugboats, nine barges, five houses, a mobile home, and two oil rigs into the abandoned salt mine beneath the lake. And Poetic License. In his famous poem, Paul Revere's Ride, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote that Revere saw one lantern light in the steeple of the Old North Church in Boston, and then rode his horse alone at midnight to Concord, Massachusetts, to warn his fellow patriots of the British invasion. In reality, Revere ordered that the lantern be lit in the steeple to signal friends in Charlestown. His midnight ride actually began at 1 a.m., and he was one of three riders on the famous journey from Boston to Concord. Along the way, the British captured Revere and forced him to walk back to Lexington without his horse. Page 4. The Sound Prince Calendar. 
January 28 is the next Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana membership call at 7 p.m. by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. January 28 is the Savvy Budget Committee meeting at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom conference line at 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. Looking ahead to February, on February 1, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its quarterly meeting. There will be roundabout activities from 3.30 to 4.30. Registration for the meeting and bargain table will open at 4.30, The cost is $6 per person. Wanda Henderson, director of the TARC-3 program, will be our speaker beginning at 5.15. Dinner is at 6, and other business will be conducted following dinner. Activities will conclude around 8.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Please sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On February 3, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its committee meetings with the Advocacy Committee meeting at 7 o'clock and Education, Activities, and Technology at 8. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On February 4, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have a program committee meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On February 5, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its conference call meeting at 8 p.m. It will be using the Zoom line at 669-900-6833. Enter code 3572-595-193. This meeting will include a business meeting of KCCLV as well as time for questions and support. On February 7, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its monthly conference call. This is a monthly meeting for blind lions from around the country. Excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On February 8, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout will include education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, bargain table 7 to 7.30, bingo 7.30 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598. On February 9, Mapping the Heart. From 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., This workshop, conducted by guest artist Jennifer Palmer, helps you explore the sensory qualities of a place you hold in your heart and to express those qualities in a mixed-media artwork. The finished piece is a tactile map that you can use to recreate your journey through the act of touch. This is a free workshop, but there are limited spaces available. 
best for adults and children 8 and up. Registration is required. Sponsored by the American Printing House for the Blind Museum. Call 502-899-2213 for more information and to register. On February 9, the GLCB board will meet at 11 a.m. Eastern Time by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On February 10, KCB Next Generation will have its Kentucky Chapter Meeting at 8 p.m. This is its regular monthly meeting for visually impaired members 40 and under in Kentucky. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. Also on February 10, ACB Families will hold its monthly meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On February 11, ACB Next Generation will have its nationwide conference call at 8.30 p.m. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On February 12, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will have its monthly meeting from 1 to 3 Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call 270-684-4418 or contact Cheryl Lott at 270-686-8689. On February 12, there will be a Savvy Board Meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time on the line at 669-900-6833. Enter the code 3572-595-193. On February 13, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. For more information, call 859-781-7369. On February 13, KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. February 23-26 to 26 is the ACB Mid-Year Meeting and Legislative Seminar. This will be held in Alexandria, Virginia. February 23 is the ACB Board Meeting. February 24 is a Leadership Workshop and President's Meeting, February 25, Legislative Seminar and Training, and February 26 is the visit to Capitol Hill. For more information, visit acb.org slash 2019-presidents-legislative-meetings. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, 
Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.